Hello and welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, the spiritual director here. We are an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality. This is a place for your whole self. May you find refuge here. May you receive spiritual nourishment that uplifts and inspires you. And may we all join together in co-creating a loving, vibrant world that works for all. So as we begin our gathering here today, I respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional and unceded territory of the Coast Salish First Nations, including Kwikwetlem, Tsleil-Waututh, and Stalo Nations. And so let's begin our time together by grounding in truth and in spirit. I invite you to turn within. And taking a breath, breathing in that magnificent breath of life. This one breath, this one life, this one mind at the center, at the source of everyone and everything. I know that it is pure, unconditional love. That it is infinite possibility. And that this love and possibility come together in, 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 an, in an absolute amazing power that creates this entire universe. I recognize that it's creating me, that it's creating each one gathered here today. And so that there is a common source that we all share. And that this energy and back of all life bringing Awareness to this moment, I know that it guides this time together perfectly, that it holds each one of us in grace. I affirm that this time together opens the mind and heart, where we come together collectively to hold space for individual and collective transformation and just recognizing the power of this work, the power of understanding our individual and collective creative power. Oh, what an amazing day it is to remember the birthright of each one of us as co-creators of this experience. And so I just bless everyone and everything that is a part of this gathering knowing that it leads each one of us in the perfect and right direction of our highest expression with, with gratitude and grace. I release this prayer into that singular law of mind that says yes. And I step forward into this new reality now. I let it be, and so it is. And now it is my pleasure to introduce our guest musician today, Ivan Boudreau. Ah, he is a professional musician, songwriter, and wandering minstrel for over 45 years. With deep roots in Nova Scotia, he has spent time in Boston and Toronto, but now he calls BC home. 
and he has a driving passion for stories and songs that are honest and heartfelt. And he says, music and songs keep me alive. Ah, oh, I love that. Let's keep each other alive with connection and heartfelt songs and honest lyrics. Yes. Um, on his website, he says, songwriters are life's storytellers. So I invite you to join me in welcoming today's singing storyteller, Ivan Boudreau. Thanks, Reverend Cassandra. Happy to be here and happy Sunday, everyone. This is a song uh, uh, about these times uh, and a few different uh, in a few different connections. These are troubled times, but we are going to get through. Keep us safe these troubled times. Our path of justice is a long, long climb There's better days coming if we keep walking that line So give us strength in these troubled times Sometimes we feel like our backs are against the wall Wonder if the people will ever hear our call Change will never happen if we just sit back and wait Still hope that someday we'll have a world without hate So keep us safe Our path to justice is a long, long climb. There's better days coming if we keep walking that line. So give us strength in these troubled times. more of the same Our leaders don't lead cause they're afraid of change Sometimes we want to give up back away from the fight But it's never been easy to stand for what's right So keep us safe Our path to justice is a long, long climb. There's better days coming if we keep walking that line. So give us strength in these troubled times. We're all different people. Hoping for the same Place to call home And break free from these chains 
appreciate you so much and today I want to start by asking you a question what is the story of your name who named you have you ever changed your name notice how your name ties you to your family or maybe it frees you from your family. Maybe it's a little bit of both. What does your name mean to you? I invite you to share the story of your name with one other person this coming week. You can tell them you have an assignment from your minister. <laughs> to share the story of your name. And then you can ask them to share their story of their name if they're willing to share it with you. And just pay attention to how you feel while you're sharing and listening. And notice if this exercise connects you with others. You know, part of our global vision of the Centers for Spiritual Living, whom we're affiliated with, is this. We envision a world in which we live and grow as one global family that respects and honors the interconnectedness of all life. And this past month, we've been exploring how race impacts our interconnectedness and how we can use our spiritual superpowers to heal the illusion of separation. Our book of the month, is Mindful of Race, Transforming Racism from the Inside Out by Ruth King. And here, we believe that everything is transformed from the inside out, <laughs> even racism. Now, it's so challenging to even say the word racism aloud <laughs> at a Sunday spiritual gathering. I mean, the word itself brings up or can bring up like feelings of agitation, stirring up fears and anxiety of not enoughness or worries about getting it wrong or worst of all, being accused of being racist. It's a lot, right? I feel it too. And you might be asking then, why are you talking about it on a Sunday? <laughs> and I just want to acknowledge that this question like about, you know, racism, like why, why am I talking about racism at a Sunday spiritual gathering is kind of a function of racism itself, that it's not okay to talk about it. 
So why are we uncomfortable talking about it? Why shouldn't race and racism belong in a Sunday talk when we have a global vision of one global family that respects and honors the interconnectedness of all life? So Ruth King shares in her book, bearing witness to racial suffering without turning away, we discover our humanity, our innate kinship. We also discover our one global family. This is part of our process, as uncomfortable as it might be. Bearing witness to racial suffering without turning away, we discover our one global family. Now, you might think this is something that's brand new within the centers of spiritual living, but it isn't. My colleague and friend, excuse me, my colleague and friend, Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson is an ordained minister with the Centers for Spiritual Living and the Senior Minister Spiritual Director of CSL Greater Baltimore. And here's what he wrote about the founder of our movement, Ernest Holmes. He wrote, Holmes challenged people he did not let people be comfortable in their racism and prejudice. What? You might be wondering what Dr. Raymond is talking about. And you also might be surprised to learn this, but Ernest Holmes addressed racism directly. So I'm gonna read you a story from the book, The Essential Ernest Holmes. And I want you to know that I have updated some words to reflect gender inclusive language. And I have also left other words as is. Words that were used in 1945 that, that are no longer used today. Here we go. Ernest was in many respects a man of his era. His denomination, our denomination, was among the first of any stripe in America to license and ordain women to its ministry. The equitable aspect wasn't always seamless. The third branch church to be organized and chartered was in East Los Angeles, led by Reverend J. Arthur Twine, an African-American, with a congregation both Black and white. When some complaints were murmured about this, resulting in the June 1945 issue of Science of Mind magazine, dropping East Side from first to last in the hitherto alphabetical listing of metropolitan LA branches and tacking on the designation colored. Ernest arranged with his friend, Reverend Twine to go there and speak. To a hushed packed house he began. I have been told that too many non-Caucasians attend these lectures. True, there are Caucasians and non-Caucasians in this congregation, but this we must affirm. We are all children of one living God, one life that permeates all without exception, one intelligence that governs all, and most important, Everyone who abides in the universe is a significant entity in the one universal consciousness. Our doors will forever be open to all. Whoever you are, be proud. You are a divine idea in the mind of God. 
The magazine immediately reverted to the way it had been. Somebody had briefly bowed to the segregationist conventions of the day, only to be reminded that Ernest's teachings were anything but conventional or exclusive. Ernest Holmes lived from 1887 until 1960. He's no longer here in person to challenge us, but we are here. We are here to keep his message alive. We are all children of the one living God. Each one of us is a divine idea in the mind of God. We're here to live as one global family and we're here to challenge ourselves and each other to rise to this ideal, to address it directly just like Ernest Holmes did. Imagine what he might do today. So Ruth King also challenged her community and she tells us a story about something that happened in, in an experience she led in Mindful of Race. So I wanna read you her story. Sounds like something that could even happen here in our community. I recently gave a Dharma talk to a predominantly white meditation community. After a 30 minute silent meditation, I had everyone state their name with a spacious breath. This ritual is intended to provide a sense of connection and belonging. As everyone finished, I offered a few names of people who were present in my mind, but no longer with us. Rumaine Brisbane, 34, killed December 2nd, 2014. Tamir Rice, 12, killed November 22nd, 2014. Akai Gurley, 28. Killed November 20th, 2014. Kahim Powell, 25. Killed August 19, 2014. Michael Brown, 18. Killed August 9, 2014. That's a sample of the names she read. I then said to the group, these are just a few of the names of unarmed African-American men, women, and children killed by police over the past several months. And I'm Ruth King, their mother. It was a heartfelt evening in which we explored the epidemic of violence that was infesting many of our communities near and far. And we discussed how to stay intimately present with an open heart. Undoubtedly, one person on that list would have been too many. And it would not surprise me to know that some of you reading this book or hearing it read to you would have had experiences of such senseless loss or violence at the hands of those in power. To you, I offer compassion for continuing to heal. For the many others, however, who can turn away, I invite you as I invited the practitioners that evening, not only to consider the fact that these killings occurred and continue to occur, 
but also to feel into the heartbreak of these acts with compassion and to touch the raw reality that many of us live with. That was intense. The phrase, say their names, which is also the title of today's talk, is a rallying cry for awareness, justice, activism, and change. It's meant to shine a light on police violence and systemic racism. It's a movement to raise awareness around the realities of these issues, of these issues, while honoring the memories of victims to remember the people in the plight for change and in our shared commitment to live as one global family, Dr. Raymond Anderson says, giving ourselves opportunities to remember, reflect and honor life God as it has shown itself as each person allows their power, story and love to live on in us. While Say Their Names originated in the United States, it's not something we can dismiss, dismiss as a problem that only exists over there. Brooks Arcand Paul is a Cree lawyer and executive on the Indigenous Bar Association here in Canada. And he gave an interview and I'd like for you to just listen to what he has to say. Just listen. The RCMP was not created to protect Indigenous people. It was created to protect white settlers from Indigenous folks while suppressing our ceremonies and implementing laws that sought to decimate us. Even today, the police will always look at Indigenous people and Black folks in our territories as potentially requiring some kind of suppression. At the end of the day, there's going to be some difficult conversations because it's important to acknowledge that our experiences aren't just a fabricated story. They are lived realities. And we're not going to be able to achieve true understanding until at last we're able to share our stories frankly and candidly to a receptive audience. Here is our chance to be a receptive audience. I've just read what some might consider a very challenging quote. So let us pause and listen to Brooks Arcand Paul who grew up on the Alexander First Nation in Treaty Six territory. This quote was his perspective, his story, his lived experience. And my request of you today is to be a receptive audience beyond this gathering. This week, practice bearing witness to racial suffering without turning away. Do research. Listen to Black, Indigenous, and people of color. Listen to Black, Indigenous, and people of color Canadians. Have conversations about race and racism. Explore what it means to be a part of your racial group and consider what it's like for other racial groups. Remember, Ruth King taught us that racial harmony is to embrace race without racism. And we have the ability to do this because we know that there is one intelligence that governs all. 
that each one of us is a divine idea in the mind of God, and that we are all children of one living spirit, one global family. And as I close today, I'm going to say the names of five Indigenous people who've lost their lives in encounters with Canadian police. Let's be a captive audience. Chantel Moore, 26. Neil Stonechild, 17. Rodney Levi, 48. Aisha Hudson, 16. And Josephine Pelletier, 33. Let us bear witness without looking away. Let us remember Ruth King's children. What if one of these persons was your children, your child? Let healing start right here with us. May we each be brave enough to say their names and to actively participate in bringing together one global family. We know that God, spirit, universe lives at the center of each one of us. We know the value of each individual life. Each one of us can be the healing that we want to see in the world. And it can start and continue today, right, right now, being a receptive audience, not looking away, staying present no matter how difficult, remembering the truth and reaching out even when we don't have to to extend an invitation to join in our one global family. And I invite you now to turn within as we do an affirmative prayer treatment right now to know the courage, strength, and love needed to be a receptive audience. I remember this infinite mind, this one life, this one power that I call God, that I know is at the center of all life everywhere. It is pure love. It is not given more or less to anyone or anything. It is in full strength given equally everywhere. And so I recognize the truth is that God has chosen to create diversity. God has chosen to create unique individuals and collective groups of people. I recognize that race is a divine idea in the mind of God. And that the highest expression of God is harmony. 
And that healing is a natural expression of that. And so I recognize that that is true of me and that is true of each and every one listening right here and right now. And so what I claim, what I claim, what I know, what I accept now is the awareness of mind and the spaciousness of heart to be a part of that healing light, to be one who can listen and love. I recognize that that there is no pain greater than the divine, that divine love is greater than any human pain that any one of us or any group of us can experience. And so what I affirm is the one global family here now, that each and every one is a part of this family, that each and every one is celebrated exactly how they are right now. And that this truth guides each one of us in the next right step. And so I'm grateful for the ways in which this truth unfolds, for the ways in which we step forward into this new reality of extending spiritual truth to each and every problem we might encounter. I am grateful for the healing balm of spirit I am grateful for the ways in which each one of us are emboldened and empowered to step forward to answer the call and to be the love that we are now. And so simply releasing, releasing this prayer into that divine law of mind, I know it is already done in that one mind. And so I simply step forward into a new reality, letting it be, and so it is. Okay, so we, we create the sacred opportunities for personal empowerment and collective transformation through wholehearted experience and truth and spirit. If you are inspired by today's music and message, as well as our weekly and monthly programs, you greatly receive any gifts or tithe or offering that you may have. You have three ways to donate. You can visit our website. You can mail us a check made out to CSL White Rock, or you can send us an e-transfer. Divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. And so it is.